Hi, it's Joanna Oki, and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have the fabulous Zoran back again, but today we're talking about a slightly different topic to the topic that we um, spoke about a few podcasts back. We're talking today about the Australian Institute of Business Brokers. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. So, Zoran, you're the, what do they call it, chairman of AIBB now. So, I thought you'd be perfectly positioned to um, have a bit of a chat to us about who the AIBB is and maybe it might be interesting for us to drill into what support there is in the industry for brokers. Just as I'm kicking off, I guess the first thing that I want to say that I find interesting is these terminology brokers, right? And obviously, it's embedded into AIBB, the Australian Institute of Business Brokers. But I find in my travels that the word broker can be a nuanced sort of term, you know, sometimes, and and I guess technically speaking from the licensing provisions, a broker is anyone who is sort of broking a deal between buyer and seller of a business. But it's interesting how it's nuanced in the industry. What What's your thoughts about it all? Well, some some like it, some don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think what matters, what, what it really matters is what you do. Um, uh, broker, uh, you know, tells that you actually kind of broking a deal and representing both buyer and the seller. And you are on the side of the deal because that's the only way that the buyer gets a business and dealer seller sells the business. But in effect, you're acting as an agent for the seller and your loyalty and obligation is to the sellers. So I'm with you. Maybe it's not the best word to use. And some of the licensing authorities actually don't call it broker, but call it agent. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, I think people understand where the broker sits and don't think it's that important. Mm. And maybe maybe in a future episode we should just talk about this licensing regime as a whole because I just find it um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Like how is it that we're tied so closely to real estate? <laughs> A lot of new members call AIBB and they, they'd say something like this, look, I've got this license and uh, I was told uh, uh, what, not to, what not to do, but no one told me or no one taught me how to do it. And that's uh, we get a lot of, lot of new members. Uh, well, in fact, yeah, I'd say that most of the membership are new, new guys in the industry coming as an influx of the, of the new members. And um, as ARBB, uh, we do provide it through, through by a third party. We, we do provide licensing uh, um, if, if somebody's interested in actually becoming a business broker and, and getting licensed for, more, for most of the state of ter- and territories, we provide the, um, uh, licensing courses. But where real value in education with ARBB becomes what you do after you get a license. So we got the three levels of education, which is first one is uh, introduction to business broking, which um, 
teaches you basics, introduction to to commerce and industry, and it gives you all the all the all the basics. And later on, we can go through the actual subjects they are covered. After that, uh, you need to have a minimum of two years experience in the industry before you can do another another training, which is certified practicing business brokers, which goes in way more detail in all of the subjects that and all of the points of, of business sales. And uh, Airbnb also runs a very successful uh, business valuation course, and you can get a business uh, registered business value accreditation. Which is uh, so AIBB is in, it's registered with international valuers board, and uh, <laughs> it's quite complicated. It's a new industry, but but you actually, if you're part of the, if you complete the course, uh, a prerequisite for that is uh, five years. You actually become a, a five years of experience in business broking. Uh, you then can become a registered business valuer and. Uh, on last meetings, we were talking valuation course been running for about five six years, and so far looks like that the members generated for themselves amongst themselves about ten million dollars worth of revenue just as, as a direct consequence of that course. Interesting thing: there's about 150 graduates from the course, but only about half of them are uh, operating as a business valuers. The other half done it because they wanted to become a much better in business sales. And every single one of them, when we've done a survey, said it made us much better business broker doing the course. Course is fairly intensive. I think it goes over eight days with a with major assignment and then the peer review. You know, it's not cheap and not everybody passes it, which is a really good thing because you really have to demonstrate high level of competency in order to pass and becomes a, to become a registered business value of it. Uh, Australian Institute of Business Brokers. And so so when you say it's not cheap, like what are we talking here? Valuation course is about $6,000. Right. Uh, but look, uh, two valuations and you, you got your money back and made some profit at the end. Industry is quite, quite large. And so in terms of the, the sorts of things that the valuation course covers, is it sort of structured more towards the, you know, sub one million market or does it also cover larger SME, medium? It, it, does, cover, it, does, cover, it, it does cover SMEs, so it doesn't go in corporations or listed companies or very large businesses, uh, but SMEs, in fact, it covers everything that business brokers are selling uh, that, that, that anybody who works in the business broking industry would sell. So any type of and size of the businesses, um, which is mainly privately private businesses up to mid market. Mid market seems to be you know ten million plus. So anything up to ten million would cover and would make you really really good value. Having said that, you really need experience in the field in order to get the maximum uh, out of the course. You can complete the course if you want, but if you don't operate in the field, you, you won't be registered as registered business value. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if we circle back a bit and then look at the AIBB as its whole, what, what does the AIBB see its purpose of being as? Where does it see that it sits? Well, you, you call it non-for-profit. It is for profit. We try to make a profit every year. In order to provide a value to, to, to our members, we need to have a profit. So we need to make money in order to, to so we can spend the money. But it's uh, run by the members for the members. So it's run as a voluntary organization. It is run uh, the, all, all the board uh, elected every year. It's always elected from the from the membership. 
There are some paid employees of ARBB and contractors, but their main role is management of the of the institute of the of the organization. The institute's been operating since 1989. It started in New South Wales, and it was a kind of association, New South Wales Association. So it actually only started in '89. That's interesting, isn't it? Wow. So that's let me let me do my maths. What's that? <laughs> 28 years, right? 28 years. Well done. Well done. <laughs> All the licensing, and you mentioned that at the beginning, we're going to talk about the licensing for, for business brokers. All the licensing is actually uh, real estate centric. And most of the business brokers at the beginning are selling retail shops. That's where the business brokers years ago was uh, industry was kind of founded. That's how it started. Uh, but now there's business brokers that are dealing with much more sophisticated and much bigger transactions. And that licensing, it's kind of drag on what we're doing. There are some, some checks and, and, and red tape that, that's really not relevant to business broking and selling businesses. That's the complaint that I hear, like literally Zoran all the time about the issue. And, you know, I, I can see that this perhaps is a big hole that AABB needs to fill in. You know, the, the licensing regime itself doesn't appear to give the skills that really relate to what the job of being a broker or a, an advisor does. Absolutely doesn't give us skills. Absolutely doesn't give us skills. It tells you what not to do, but it doesn't tell you how to do it right. And it's a big word. And... Uh, one of the main purposes of uh, AIBB is education, education of the members running the courses, uh, also uh, must go conference for anybody who's in business sales or wants to work with the business brokers is annual uh, Australian Institute of Business Brokers Conference this year. I think it's going to be in August and it's in Melbourne. Normally it attracts about, you know, between 100 and 150 uh, delegates and um, uh, it's a big event. It goes for three days. There's a lot of education, a lot of P2P uh, networking, uh, a lot of support uh, uh, amongst, the, amongst the community that, that you've got to receive by being on them and meeting these people. Uh, just back to your question, what else uh, ARBB does? Well, there's four things. There's a membership education. There's advocacy. There's membership support and uh, networking and social P interaction. Now, in terms of advocacy, we constantly work with federal and state uh, governments, try to lobby, try to... Look, we're a small organization. It's about 350 members, but it's growing. We think... Uh, we, we actually believe there's about 500... Uh, sorry, there's about 1,000 people that actively full-time work as a business brokers in the country. So we've got about a third of, of the community as, a, as a members, and we think we're going to get to about half of that. And Zoran, when you sort of look at those stats, I'd be interested to even know where those, you know, like where are the stats sort of sitting at the moment? That That's interesting. But do you think those stats also cover these people who, who are using the banner of advisor or M&A advisor or M&A consultant, you know, because some of these, people uh, technically are brokers, right, where, where they're remunerated by way of on transaction completion by proportion of the, you know, transaction value and all of that. I mean, technically, they're brokers, right? Technically. Well, technically, they should be licensed, yeah, but they're not. So, 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 so what happens? I think legislation in New South Wales, at least, says that if you, you know, assisting with the sale 
and uh, as a remuneration, you get a financial or some other gain. You need to be licensed as a business broker. But then is where to where the complaints in the industry come from, which is you know look particularly at that end when you're advising multi multi million dollar organisations on strategy. It's got nothing to do with <laughs> real estate. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. So I, I understand I understand the issues, but but I, I think what that creates is is so you've got this sort of broad market of brokers and advisors who are dealing in in different areas, but all required to be licensed under the same regime, which you know really has no connection to the work of a broker or an advisor. But I think the issue that it creates is you know the lack of a place for all of those people working in the industry and coming into the industry to get educated. And so I guess this is the whole potential that AIBB is filling. So on that note then, does AIBB, in terms of the type of education that it provides, do you think it covers the broad market of brokers? So for those mid-market and advisors who are dealing with high-level transactions, you know, is there information that can be useful to them as well? Oh, absolutely. Look, um, introduction course covers, you know, introduction to the industry, uh, managing a risk, analysing leases, analysis employees, uh, reading of financial uh, statements, um, um, appraising the business, listing a business. Then second level of this is actually certified uh, business broker, which are more advanced courses, and it talks about the dispute resolution stamp uh, uh, duty and company uh, uh, and um, capital gain uh, liabilities, uh, compulsory acquisition by the government, talks about uh, uh, sale of the businesses uh, over $5 million, talks about the different structures, uh, talks about the structures, uh, structure deal. So really, really gets into, into that, you know, mid, well, in SME, not a small but medium market. And then valuation course, it goes even further. It covers a lot more uh, as, a, as a legal report, writing skills, uh, expert witness and legal disputes and, and so on. And it really gives anybody, well, because there is no uh, standardised education for business brokers anywhere but in the Australian uh, Institute of Business Brokers. That anybody, oh, and this podcast, of course. And this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. and, uh, so, so, so what we try to create is a, is a career path for somebody. So not to look at this as, okay, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do a course with the government, it's going to take me three days, and now I'm a business broker. But actually, it goes over, over, over five years if you want to do all the courses as you're gaining more experience, you get educated through the process. And on the end, look, uh, you know, I'm biased, but I wouldn't deal with anybody who's not a who's not a member of uh, Australian Institute of Business Brokers. Mm. Oh, look, I think it's a really good point because I, I think um, you know there, there's sort of a low barrier to entry for uh, business broking, right? Very low. Whilst the licensing regime uh, is a little bit painful for people who, um, you know, perhaps feel it doesn't meet the the actual requirements of the job, it's it's actually fairly simple, I guess, to go in and do the few days and you, you know sit the exam at the end. There's an exam in, at the end, isn't there? Anyway, whatever it all is, and and get get your license at the end of the day. So so I, I think the low barrier to entry creates this issue in the market as a whole, which is an issue for all brokers, 
that there are, you know, I, I guess you call them cowboys in the market who perhaps don't have a high level of understanding of how the deals operate. And it can be hard for the end consumers to differentiate between somebody who's experienced versus someone who perhaps doesn't have that education behind them. So I guess at least AIBB is giving some sort of external validation for the level of education that someone has had in, in this area. Well, yes, and not, not, that's a part of it because not just education and experience, but also code of conduct that all the members have to abide by. Also, um, conflict resolution if one arises, which is rare, all right, but, but there is that. And also, you know, you're responsible. You see, the, you see your peers all the time. So, so you, everybody that I know that it's in the institute always tries to improve the industry as a whole. And, um, you know, it, it is, I really think that the public, and look, I don't see them as consumers because most of the people that we deal with are business owners. They're, they're you know, they're, they're sophisticated buyers or sellers, but I think that they benefit greatly by using somebody who's accredited by ARBB rather than somebody that's not. Not to say that somebody who's not is not as good, but, you know, at least you've got some sort of check and some something to start with and somewhere to go if the things don't go your way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, and and then just flipping very quickly back to the advocacy side of things, I'm I, I'm just interested in what the current areas are that require some of this advocacy assistance at the moment. Well, th- there is a there is a change coming in uh, real estate inst- uh, industry in New South Wales in licensing, and the Act was quite antiquated because you know that doesn't doesn't touch on on digital uh, transfer of digital information or digital communication at all. Th- that is changing, and I think it passed the Parliament, and now we waiting to become a you know to be written in Act and to become a law. And Australian Institute of Business Brokers were pretty much in every meeting and we always uh, uh, we were we put our submissions we, we talked to, uh, uh, to 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 lawmakers and uh, in, in in some parts we were very successful <laughs> in some parts not so successful but god damn we try <laughs> <laughs> I love that attitude <laughs> and uh, similar similar changes were in Victoria and uh, you know our Victorian chapter was representing and and sorry what were you so what were you actually pushing for what was your perspective what what were the cha- issues with the changes and what well not to go into too many details one of the things uh, New South Wales is the only uh, state at the moment that the business broker's license is separate from the real estate license and government's got a problem with that well at least here in New South Wales and I'm, I was a bit closer to that than let's say what was happening in Victoria but as a part of that government wanted to abolish the business broker's license and they managed to do so so now it's all everybody's just put it under under real estate license because you you're talking about a few hundred business brokers and you're talking thousands of real estate agents you can't really, you know, it would be good to have a separate legislation, but you can't have it. And that's why. So, so, so that merger, we tried to manage as much as we could to, to make it less obstructing for people that selling and for people that operating in the industry uh, as well. Another thing that we were fighting for is actually increased barrier to entries. And I think to, to great extent, uh, I think that the new uh, act will now at the moment you can go, do the course, get a license, and open your own uh, business. 
they at least introduce minimum of two years uh, experience before you can go get a license. And they put a certain levels of licensing, so which I believe it's going to be, um, you know, a corporate license and then licensing charge as well. And uh, going forward, I think unless you're licensed, you won't be allowed to sign the agreement. So they, 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 they're trying. Mm. Okay, interesting. Fabulous. All right. Well, look, thanks, Zoran, so much for your time today. I, I think it's really interesting looking at AIBB and, and understanding not just the education that it can that it does provide, both from a broker's perspective and obviously, as you said, the valuation perspective. So so I think that's another interesting sort of consideration for brokers and MA advisors out there. But also in terms of sort of the the broader role that it's sitting in from an advocacy perspective. And do members themselves get very involved in the advocacy side or is it essentially the the, the people who stood up and said, yes, I'm prepared to take on an executive role. Well, well executive role changes and uh, there are also uh, chapters and there are also volunteers. When the board needs a bit of a hand, you know, it's going to be given to a member to actually run with it. So uh, I'd say that probably 20% of the membership is constantly involved in running of the AIBB and there are changes. So everybody does the time. Yeah. And, and and sorry, just before we finish, just a, a few quick questions I just suddenly thought of that I'd be interested to understand on, on the registered valuers side of things with AIBB. Can people other than brokers do the valuation course? They can complete the course and they're going to get a lot out of the course, but I don't think they can be accredited as a AIBB valuer. Right. Unless they actually operate in the industry. It's heavily reliant on business selling experience. And that, 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 that is a really, really big value of the course, a really big value. That's something that you get out of employing a business value from Airbnb rather than somebody else because they, trans, they, they work on transaction every day. And that gives them valuable knowledge as well as comparative data. And we know what's happening in the industry. We know what's selling, what's not selling. A couple of things that I just would like to add, unless we run out of time. Airbnb has got the actually largest uh, database, which is called BizStats, only available to members, largest database of data for sold businesses in the country. All right. So uh, we are, as a, as a member, you actually, if you're valuing a petrol station, you can go there and see petrol stations sold and have a look how much they're selling. If, it's, if you're valuing import-export business, you can see similar businesses and actually extract the data. Use, use this in your selling, you know, when you're praising businesses, but also use this in your valuation. And no one else has got access to the same extent as we do. And how how does the data get into that system? Contributed by the members. Oh, by the members themselves. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So all the members contribute. Now we're working on the project because it's about 1,500, whatever it is. I can't tell you exact number of pieces of data. So this year we're making a real push and we actually employ the external advisor who's going to do a feasibility study and see how can we potentially add and make this uh, to the public or how can we increase it how can we how can we make it better how can we because there's a huge need for something like this for anybody oh, absolutely that, that works in the business sales industry knows and and we got it we're just doing this feasibility study so probably on monday we got uh, monday january february 
uh, beginning of the next year, we're going to make some announcements. Feels like Monday. Feels like just around the corner. Yeah, just around the corner. <laughs> just around the corner. <laughs> Probably will be by by the time this airs. So anyway. <laughs> and and one more thing, one more thing that I want to say for anybody that works in the industry and it's not a business broker. Best way to connect to people there on the front line, they're selling businesses is Australian Institute of Business Brokers. Come on the conference. Everybody's welcome on the conference. Come and meet the people. Extend the network. Um, put a hand for the sponsorship. You know, we need a few bucks to help us out going forward. And But every partner that we have financially benefits immensely because I, I can't even tell you how many millions and how many hundreds and thousands of businesses are sold by the members of AIBB every year. So I so I like that. So this is a call not only to um, people who are interested in becoming part of the AIBB or maybe you're already a member and this is a good reminder for you of the sorts of work that AIBB is getting involved in and, and the sorts of value that they can provide to you as a member, but also a call out to our potential sponsors out there. Is that right, Soren? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Show us the money, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously sponsorship of AIBB then gets access to the, the Brokers who are part of the database. And- it gets expo- Look, the, the, what we do as a sponsorship, so it's, uh, it's not a sponsorship in, 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 in normal sense of the world that you pay some money and we put your banner there, but you actually get access to all the members and there are particular members that they will be assigned to you who will help you get maximum out of your sponsorship. So we tailor sponsorship for whatever the sponsor wants, all right, uh, limited by law, all right? So... Our goal, and it's been working, some, some, some people, you know, been sponsoring us for 10, 15 years now. Uh, we make sure that it works for the sponsors. So we don't call them sponsors, we call them partners. So if you partner with AIBB, we're going to make that your uh, contribution gets paid back as many times as we possibly can make it uh, pay back to you. We do need a lawyer as a sponsor, so thanks for putting a hand in <laughs> um, <laughs> We really need a national national lawyer who can, who can help us out with it. Watch this space, as they say. <laughs> Good work, Zoran. I love it. I love it. Always be selling your ABC. No, I, <laughs> be, always be closing. I think that's ABC. Fabulous, Zoran. Was there anything else you wanted to throw in there? Well, look, if anybody wants to inquire about the membership or, you know, more about the AIBB, go on aibb.org.au website or just Google Australian Institute of Business Brokers. And um, there are several ways. Look, you can send us an email or make a phone call. We have a, a membership person, membership engagement person. She'll talk you through what the benefits of joining are. And if you want to talk to somebody on board or if you want to talk of any previous members by no means we'll provide the contacts and uh, hope to see all the brokers in in august uh, in melbourne on the um, on the biggest uh, conference for business selling in in australia which happens every year and it goes over three days <laughs> and maybe we might do another uh, episode just before that conference we, we should uh, thank well we, we need to do another episode with our future sponsor by that time our sponsor <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love your ABC. Good work, Zoran. <laughs> okay, look, fabulous. Thank you so much for coming on board, Zoran. I think um, the AIBB fills in a really um, important gap, um, you, you know, in, in this industry. Obviously, you know, we're trying here too on the Deal Room podcast as well. You but, do, you do. Uh, 
<laughs> between both of us, hopefully we can cover cover the lot. But I really, and we talked a little bit about the advocacy side, and I really think that's extraordinarily important as well because I think the industry needs a strong voice because there's lots of different pools for how the licensing regime works. And I think there's probably a lot of potential for movement that could help the industry really tighten its belt into the future. So anyway, um, uh, I think there's a really important need for advocacy in, in the area as well. So you're doing a great job, Zora. Well, we're doing our part best we can. <laughs> uh, cool. And we'll, uh, we'll be back before the um, August conference in 2019 to talk a little bit about it. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. Bye. Well, that's a wrap for this episode with Zoran, all about the Australian Institute of Business Brokers. If you're interested to learn more about AIBB, you can check out their website at www.aibb.org.au or check out our show notes at www.thedealroompodcast.com where we'll link through to their website. There you'll also find a full transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more detail. Look, I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. And if you did, please subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your other favourite podcast player to get notifications straight through to your phones whenever a new episode is out. Look, thanks again for listening in. This has been Joanna Oki and The Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Have a fabulous day and see you next time. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to The Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au.